episode of Grumpy Old Gay Men and Their Dogs. It is day 45 here in the Zen Room, episode 108. My name is Patrick Finn, and I am here with the punctilious Tommy Gibbons. Hey, bitches. And how are you tonight, Tommy? Uh, I'm okay. How are you? I'm doing very good, actually. You had a good weekend. I had a very busy weekend. It was the uh, opening of uh, uh, production of King Lear at South Shore Theater Experience. Had two sold-out shows. Good for you. Yeah, it was excellent. Went really, really well. Nice. And I believe uh, you had One Fool Over the Cuckoo's Nest open at Studio Theater, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That went really well, too. Yeah. So a lot going on down there on uh, Wellwood Avenue. Yes, the Great White Way of Lindenhurst. Yes. (laughs) Theater Row. Right. On Long Island. Yeah, so it was like a busy weekend for both of us at the theaters. And then we both have Thursday. What was Thursday? No, this coming Thursday. Oh, this coming Thursday we both have shows. But I continue to Sunday and you don't. No, we can. Our last show is on Saturday, which is sold out. Our Saturday and our Friday show. We only have one show left for tickets. So you can tell the box office that uh, we don't need you this weekend. Sold out. Well, that'll be my husband. He'll be in the front, uh, the front oh, desk. Yes. That's he's he's the front face. Yes, he is. I make the speeches. He handles the money. Okay. It's it's safer that way. Okay. Uh, to me, that's letting him get kind of close to the public. He's actually very good with the public. We both are, believe it or not. Mm. We're very cordial and kind and polite. Not. (laughs) I choose not. If it's a believe it or not, I choose not. And the thing is that they have you in the public in the the role of bartender at the theater. Ain't that some shit. Yeah. And you have to actually be nice to them because they're customers. Yeah. Go figure. Yeah. It's pretty much the same as it was when I was at 608, though. Ah, yes. The bar in North Babylon. The gay bar in North Babylon. I think it was regular Babylon. I thought it was North Babylon. I don't think it is. If it's anything West Babylon? I thought it was North. No. You're wrong. Well, this was a gay bar off of Sunrise Highway in the Babylon, North Babylon, West Babylon area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was on at the service road. And uh, we used to hang out there quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, it's still a bar. It's a straight bar now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't look quite the same. The poor house. Yeah, the, yeah, the P-O-U-R. Is what it's called now. Yeah, I heard that. I was like, what a lame name for a yeah, bar. Whatever, whatever. You know? Well, how many Bob's pubs can you have? This is true. I mean, come on. I know. Give Bob a break. It's just so sad that bar is gone. So sad that most of the gay bars on Long Island are gone. Eddie, Eddie, um, Eddie Murphy's do, has a floating party. Really? Yeah. Well, oh, I didn't know that. On Facebook, he's he's Gation Eddie or Eddie Gation. Okay. And I I'm trying to think of how to spell Gation, and I can't. <laughs> it's one of those G E A G A E T E I O N. And bingo was his name, though. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, but no, there's there's not like when we were growing up. There was uh, oh my god, the lining. So many. There were so many gay bars on Long Island. You could spend one night just doing a circuit of the bars. You know. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. And, I, and there's and another thing is there's no dance clubs on Long Island anymore either. Right? Not even for straighty. Not even. Not not. That I'm aware of anyway. No nightclubs. I think that's that's like I don't know what happened to them, but they seem to be gone. Did they not come back? Maybe after COVID, they permanently went out. I don't know. I have not. Not that I've been out doing nightclub on Long Island in years. You know, yeah, but it's a shame. The next generation has missed all that. Yeah, but they have Twitter. Yeah, big deal. Not as much fun. It's more fun doing it our way. I, I'm not sure of that. <laughs> I'm not sure of that. And why is that? Because uh, the options, the the that that this technology creates, yes, can lead to some hot things. Yes. 
So we had to go out. We had to get dressed. You, you went know. on the hunt. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was that was part of the fun of it, was going on the hunt. I hated it. <laughs> See, I liked it. Yeah. All right, so what else you got? Well, I guess we'll move on to our first segment of the evening. Which is? You know what it is. Pet the dogs. Uh, I hate this bitch. <laughs> See, all I can pick up is how bad her fingers must smell. <laughs> That's all you can think That's of. That's all I, because, yeah, yeah. Well, if you haven't figured out already, this is our first segment, Heavy Petting. Yeah, that's how you get smelly fingers. Yes. And actually, we're, we're going to probably cover something that we may have covered before, only because of a news story that I had read last week about a dog somewhere out west that was attacked by a mountain lion. Oh, dear. And it got me thinking again about when dogs are attacked by other dogs. Yeah. And what we do about that. So I couldn't recall if we discussed it before or not, but I think we bring it up again anyway. I had to look up your name in my phone. To so you have no recollection I either. Zero idea what you're talking about. Well, I, I went on the internet and looked up a few sites and what they recommend you should do if another dog is about to attack your dog. What should you do? Well, they say, number one, you should carry either a water spray bottle or, if it's legal in your state, to carry pepper spray right. to use to fend off a dog. Also, they recommend that you stand in front of your own dog mm -hmm. and then issue sharp commands to the other dog mm -hmm. and hope that it'll respond. If it's a stray dog, it's unlikely that will happen because right. they're a stray dog. They also recommend carrying a stick or a cane or anything of that nature to help you in warding off a dog attack. So a stick. A stick. Okay. A big stick. A big stick. <laughs> well, they also recommend wearing a whistle All right. because whistles, sharp whistles... Do affect dogs' ears and could uh, prevent an attack. So they definitely recommend that. They also recommend carrying treats. Okay. So that hopefully you can distract the dog by giving it a treat. Okay. And they also recommend that you watch where you walk your dog. If you know your dog, don't. if you know of a neighborhood or area where you know dogs are loose anywhere, don't walk your dog in that area. Wow. That's good advice. Yes, it is. And then lastly, if all else fails and another dog attacks your dog, what they recommend is, is that you pull the, the dog's tail back and up. So this way it will lose its balance on its hind legs. Or you can just grab the hind legs themselves and then either pick the dog up that way to, and, and just to keep it off balance. And that will disrupt the attack, which I thought was pretty, uh, pretty good advice. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Have you ever been subject, or any of your dogs ever been subject to an attack by another dog? Pickering, when he was a puppy, but Pickering was a 40-pound puppy. Mm. There was the house with the pit bull in the yard. The pit bull got out and came running. I picked the dog up because it was a puppy. Yeah. Um, and I knew he couldn't defend himself. Um, and I know that picking him up is a bad idea because if the dog is the, the attacking dog, anyway, I stood in front of the dog and I yelled the sharp commands. And then there was, she comes out the house and she yells the dog's name. And I said to her, what the fuck? And I uh, went on my way. Okay. I've been, well, Abigail's been subject to one almost attack and then one attack by a dog. It's harder for girls. Well, the, the first time was we were walking up here on, on Main Street here in Farmingdale. And the neighbor across the street from where we 
uh, were walking owned a German Shepherd. The German Shepherd was out in front of the house. On and a busy it, street? Yeah. And it started crossing over the street towards us at a gallop a bit. So I just instinctively pulled Abigail behind me and took like a fighting stance. Mm -hmm. And the dog eventually stopped and then turned around and went back. Okay. The second time, though, when Abigail actually was attacked was when a neighbor was walking their dog. It was an older gentleman. He really had no control over the dog. And we are just leaving the house to take Abigail for a walk. And the other dog sees Abigail, pulls over the old man, goes after Abigail. I stupidly picked up Abigail, think I could keep her under my arms. No, she, str she struggled out of my arms. Then the other dog grabbed her by the maw, at which point I had the other dog's leash and yanked the other dog back. Oh. And then Abigail ran to the house. But she did have a puncture from one of the dog's fangs or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we brought, it, we brought it to the uh, vet right away. Oh, you're a responsible pet parent. Yes, we are. Okay. So that's my dog attack stories. Those are good. Thank you. Those are good, yeah. So, forewarned is forearmed out there. Somebody should animate them. Yes, they should animate those stories. Into, like, a comic book. <laughs> Abigail fending off a big German shepherd. And, being that last week we reached the end of the, that round of Dictionary of Dogs, because okay. there are no more dogs with the letter Z in their name, there was okay. only one. The zebra dog. So we're going to skip the Dictionary of Dogs this week. I okay. figure I'd give you a break this okay. week. Okay, all right. And we're going to move right on to our next segment. Happy birthday. Many happy returns. A very happy birthday. Yes, it's time for today's birthdays. And we've got three birthdays this week. All right. And they're all dead. Good. The first one was born February 14th, 1882. He was a member of two theatrical families. He began his career in 1903 and gained attention at first as an actor in light comedies on stage and then in high drama, culminating in um, definitive performances of Richard III and Hamlet in the 1920s. Oh, dear. His portrayal of Hamlet led to him being called the greatest living American tragedian. Oh, I know who this is. Who is it? <coughs> um, I can't think of his name. I want to say John. Then I want to say Thomas. Um, so, no, I don't know who it is. Go ahead. Well, after his success as Hamlet in 1925, he then left the stage for 14 years and worked entirely in films. He appeared in silent films and received praise for his roles in Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde and Sherlock Holmes. Okay. During this time, he also gained his nickname, The Great Profile. Yeah, I, I can't believe I can't come up with his name. Among the other films he starred in were 1932's Grand Hotel, 1934's 20th Century, and 1939's Midnight, which have all been inducted into the National Film Registry. Wow. He struggled with alcohol abuse since age 14. Okay, that's young. He was married and divorced four times and declared bankruptcy later in life. A lot of his later work in film basically involved him playing parodies of himself and playing drunken has-beens. Still don't know who it is, yeah, huh? I, I, I want to say John Barrowman, but I know that's entirely wrong. You're, you're close. You're close. John Barrowman is a contemporary actor. Oh, this this actor had a brother and sister named Lionel and Ethel. All the same last name. Barrymore. Barrymore! Very good! What's his first name? John, John Barrymore. Barrymore. He was the father of 
two other acting children, Diana Barrymore from his second wife and John Drew Barrymore by his third wife. And he was the wife of actress Drew Barrymore. Okay. Yeah. He was the wife of Drew Barrymore. No. Okay. John Barrymore's son was the father of Drew Barrymore. Okay. Got that now? I do. Okay. I wish I could be here when you read that back. (laughs) But he died from cirrhosis of the liver and kidney failure in 1942. He was inducted into the Hollywood Hall of Fame in 1960, and along with his two siblings, was later inducted into the American Theater Hall of Fame. There's a one-hander about him. Really? Yeah, I'm sure there has to be. Barrymore, I think it's called. And there's also, of course, the film, uh, was it not about Hamlet or something about like that? Where the ghost of John Barrymore comes back? Oh. I, I can't think. I can't think of the name of it now. Okay. But yes, yeah. So happy birthday, John, you old fuck. And our next birthday celebrant, also dead, born February fourteenth, nineteen o two, in Brooklyn. Although she started on stage, she is best known for her film work. She received six Best Supporting Actress nominations for her performances in the films 1950's All About Eve, 1951's The Mating Season, 1952's With a Song in My Heart, 1953's Pick Up on South Street, 1959's Pillow Talk, and 1962's The Birdman of Alcatraz. Her other film roles included appearing in Miracle on 34th Street in 1947. I think it's The Maid. Who? It's The Maid. Whoever played The Maid in, that's what you're talking about, in uh, Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. I don't believe she was in Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. What was the first title you said? All About Eve. All About Eve. Yes. She was also in the films Rear Window and The Misfits. And she shared the 1958 Best Actress in a Musical Tony Award with Gwen Verdon, who was her co-star in the musical New Girl in Town. Haven't gotten her yet, huh? It's not, it's, um, no, I haven't. It would be Thelma Ritter. Thelma Ritter, okay, so, Thelma Ritter, okay. Yes. She was the, no, she wasn't. Yep, she was, well, she was... Eve's, Betty Davis's maid, housekeeper, or whatever, in All About Eve. And then she was like the massage therapist for Jimmy Stewart in Rear Window. Right. But here's a clip of her from All About Eve. Eve, do you? You want an argument or an answer? An answer. No. Why not? Now you want an argument. <laughs> she works hard. Night and day. She's loyal and efficient. Like an agent with only one client. She thinks only of me, doesn't she? Well, let's say she thinks only about you anyway. <laughs> she was. She had a career with those little snide remarks. She was great. She yeah. was like a, an excellent character actress. You she know? was in The Women, too. Was she? Yeah, yeah. I um, remember her in that. Yeah, I can't remember what she played. But yeah, great, great actress, Thelma yeah. Ritter. And then lastly, our last... Uh, birthday celebrant. She was born February 14th, 1934 in, in Indiana. She made her Broadway debut in the musical Wish You Were Here in 1952. As well as appearing on stage, she made various TV appearances. And in 1962, 
She became the first woman to guest host The Tonight Show in the period uh, between Jack Parr leaving the show and Johnny Carson taking over the show. But she is most widely recognized for playing Carol Brady in The Brady Bunch, which aired from 1969 to 74. Okay, so it all makes sense. Uh, it's Florence Henderson, but... Yes, it is. Go back one? What, about the guest host? Yeah. Yeah, she was a guest host of the, on The Tonight Show, the first woman. Before Carson. Yep. But after Parr. But after Parr. Okay. She was quite popular. Most people, like, don't know all, like, the musicals and every All they really know her for yeah. is Carol Brady, and that's about it. Well, that was huge. Oh, of course it was. And because of that role, uh, she was ranked by TV Land and Entertainment Weekly as number 54 on their list of the 100 greatest TV icons. Yeah, at least. She'd be at the top five TV moms. Well, the funny thing is, the Brady Bunch... You know who originally was up for the role and turned it down was her best friend, Shirley Jones. Shirley Jones? Who later on took on a similar role in The Partridge Family. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, I didn't like The Partridge Family. You didn't like that? No. I, it, they, they, it was too sort of groovy, like 70s. Well, yeah. That's the whole point. Yeah, I, I didn't like it. You didn't like it? I didn't like it. <laughs> I was young in the 70s, though. You weren't hot for David Cassidy? No. No. No, it was... I bet you were a Danny Bonaducci fan. No, I looked too much like Danny Bonaducci. <laughs> Who's the middle son in Peter? The Brady Bunch. Uh, Peter's the middle Peter, son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you had a thing for him, yeah, huh? Well, uh, yeah, go ahead. But Florence Henderson was also famous for being a ad rep for Wesson Oil. Yes, she was. In fact, you may, you may remember this ad. <laughs> When chicken's fried, it's like it's crispy as crispy can be. The chicken's got a certain personality. Huh. The personality means crisp. That crispy, non-greasy taste you get when you fry chicken with Wesson oil. Look, that's crisp. That's personality. The chicken's got a crispy personality. Well, that didn't catch on. <laughs> Westernality. <laughs> all right, way to go there, uh, Carol Bree. So, to all our birthday celebrants, we say... Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Yeah, bitches. <laughs> we would normally go on to bring out your dead, but no one of renown died this past week. That's so fucked up. Right? Huh? So, we're going to skip on to our next segment then. We're just blowing through this shit tonight. I know. Scary, isn't it? Considering we were on for over two hours last time. Uh, yes, it's time for Today in History! Alright, alright. What do we got? Well, today was not a great day in history. It well, involved, involved a lot of firearms it this did, day in it history. Did, it did, yes. Because in this day in history, on February 14th, 1929, a famous mob murder took place. Yeah, that was more of an assassination. Like well, yeah, was, line up against the wall. It's and, known as the St. Valentine's Day Massacre, which occurred in Chicago. Seven people? Actually, seven members. They were all yeah. members of the Northside gang that was headed by Bugs Moran. Bugs. And although the... Um, Assailants were never captured or arrested or anything. Everybody it was believed that it was engineered by Al Capone, Al Capone. Who was at his home in Florida at the time. Of course. Because uh, deniability. That's Al knew. True. 
And it's very true. Oh, uh, yeah. That's and a bad one. I found out the garage where that took place, the building was demolished in 1967. It's now a parking lot for a nursing home. But the bricks of the north wall against which the victims were shot, they were purchased by a Canadian businessman. Then they were displayed in like a lot of crime-related novelty displays. And many of them were sold individually, but now the remainder of them are owned by the Mob Museum in Las Vegas. The bricks? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty wild. I know. And I'm well, sure you know, I mean, it, the St. Valentine's Day Massacre is, so, is such a... It's it's mythic. It is mythic. It's absolutely know? mythic. So I can understand... Wait, wait, wait. I want to buy that wall. You know, I totally get I that. I want a brick from that wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So that was a cool remembrance, I guess. What else? The next one's not so cool. On February 14th of 2018, 19-year-old Nicholas Cruz fired on students and staff at the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, killing 14 students and three staff members. He was sentenced to life without parole on November 2nd, 2022. It is listed as the deadliest mass shooting at a school in U.S. history. And that's saying something because uh, we have a history. Yes, we do. And in fact, the most recent school shooting occurred on December 6th of 2023 at the University of Nevada. So this is not stopping. Well, the, the, well there was a shooting today. but There was, was a shooting today. At least one person killed, 22 injured at the rally for the Kansas, yeah. City, C, Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl victory. That opens the discussion up to regular <laughs> garden variety mass shootings. As opposed to school shootings as their own thing. Right, yeah. Well, I found out from Missouri. Well, so far, this is the 48th mass shooting in the U.S. So far this year was today's shooting. As for Missouri itself, there have been 154 mass shootings in the state since 2013. Okay. That's a fucking lot. That's a lot. But when it's you a live- lot, no matter what number you look at, no matter how you want to divide up this information, no matter how specific you want to get, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. One is too many. It's too much. But yeah, that was a horrible anniversary from six years ago. Yeah, yeah. Terrible, terrible, right? awful, terrible, awful. Hey, so I guess we'll move on to our next segment then. What day is it? Could you please tell me? What day is it? I'm confused, you say. Yes, it's time for what day is it? Don't touch me day. (laughs) No. The National Day for Single People. No. Fuck you and your partner day. (laughs) No, but you're so close. Oh, no, and there was my third. Today is St. Valentine's Day. Okay. Do you know who St. Valentine was? Um... Uh, I I know he wasn't Cupid. No, he was not Cupid. I made that mistake once. (laughs) But he was either a priest or a bishop during the third century in the Roman Empire who ministered to persecuted Christians. Okay. He was then eventually martyred and his body was buried. But supposedly there are relics of his body supposedly kept in two churches in Rome and one in Dublin. Because looking all at the research on this, they're not really sure if this is the same Valentine. There seem to be a number of people named Valentine during this time period. And there are different stories about each of them. But this is the official story, I guess, according to the 
Christian church, the Catholic church. The Catholic church, yeah, okay. But uh, he was martyred in uh, on February 14th in AD 269. And his feast day was established by Pope Gelasius in 496 AD. Gelasius? Yep, G-E-L-A-S-R-U-S. That's, I'm taking a guess at the pronunciation. Uh, that's a pretty good guess, I guess. But in 1969, the Catholic Church removed his name from the general Roman calendar. Oh, no. Yeah, and I'm not sure why either. But he is also the patron saint of epilepsy and beekeepers. Dentistry. Not dentistry, epilepsy. Okay. Those just seem like two very non-related areas to be the patron saint of. Yeah, but I, they, they, they don't always make sense, right? I guess not. What do I know? Well, I'm an agnostic. So, uh, okay. But many of the current legends that characterize St. Valentine's Day were invented in the 14th century in England. By uh, Richard Hallmark. <laughs> yeah, Richard Hallmark. <laughs> and that's when the feast day of February 14th then became associated with courtly love. Because of this guy? Because of St. Valentine, yep. Because in February, part of the, what the traditions of belief were, that in February, birds got together to mate, and they were known as lovebirds. Uh-huh. So then they chose February 14th then to celebrate this and make it a... Holiday celebrating love. Isn't that sweet? Yeah, you lost me, but maybe I'll get it back Friday when I listen. But Valentine's Day is actually cel- uh, is actually banned in Indonesia, Iran, Pakistan, and Saudi Arabia. Because they say that the holiday conflicts with Islamic culture. Okay. Yeah, they don't fuck in Islam. Yes, they do. No, they, they, they're not allowed. You can't look at me. You can't talk to me. You can't be near me. I got to have a male relative around. You got to know. No, it's uh, too much. Yeah, I, I believe them that they, they don't like it. Okay. They don't like it. But that's not all today is. Oh, no, there's more? Yes. Today is also Ash Wednesday. Oh, yeah. For those of you who don't know, Ash Wednesday marks the first day of Lent on the Christian calendar. The Catholic calendar. And it's the beginning of the six weeks of penitence before Easter. Called Lent. Yeah, well, this is the Lenten season we are now in. That's because it's Lent. Exactly. Lent is the whole the whole kit and caboodle. And Ash Wednesday, Ash Wednesday marks the first day of Lent. Yes, and you know how they got the ashes? From last year's Palm Sunday. Yes, they did. Very good. I know that. They I... would burn the palms from the previous proms, Palm Sunday and use those for the ashes. That's right, because the church can't afford new palms. <laughs> Fra- fronds. Fronds? Fronds. Fronds. Palm fronds. Palm fronds. Yeah, that's 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 tough right there. <laughs> that was like Superstorm Sandy. Like, who, who the fuck can say that? But during this period of time, many Christians will abstain from a luxury or indulgence. Known as a Lenten sacrifice. To make themselves more like Jesus. Well, I I guess. Yeah, because the the idea is to take a step toward perfection. But Ash Wednesday is always 46 days before Easter. Easter is always determined by the first full moon that occurs after the spring equinox. Which is... uh, March 21st. March 21st, so it's a week later. No, it's six weeks. uh, It's six weeks after. No, no, six weeks after now. Uh, well, it says Ash Wednesday is always 46 days before Easter. Easter is determined as the Sunday following the first full moon. It happens on or after the spring equinox. Okay, so hold on. So 
on or around the first Sunday after the spring equinox. Right. The first full moon after the spring equinox. The next Sunday after that night, no matter when that night is. Well, that's 20, 21st, but the first, I'm not sure when the first full moon is. It doesn't show on my calendar. Wow. Yeah, it's hard to get information about the moon. <laughs> Anyway, that's the story of Ash Wednesday. Okay. That was a knot, that story. That was a what? A knot. A knot? A knot. What do you mean a knot? Oh, okay. How is it a knot? I I don't know. I'm just I'm just uh knotted. You're knotted. Yeah. I um I, I'm still trying to figure out that Sunday after the full moon after the equinoxes then the well, forty six. Ba- space I mean I don't I don't want to go through. There's no there's nothing in the Bible concerning that. It's based on Paganism. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Okay. And um, Passover. It has a lot to do with Passover. That too. They Passover usually, happened. They well, usually occur during that same time period. It, see, what happened is, well, because what happened was they killed the Jew. Okay? Yes. So the Passover was important to yes. him and the guys. Yes. Okay? And then, so they killed the Jew and created this thing. But, uh, so the Passover was important. So when they, because, you know why? Because the Last Supper was a Seder. Yes, it was. The so, Last Supper was a Passover meal. Yes, it was. So, so, oh my God, I just did exactly what you do that I hate. What's that? Yes, it was. <laughs> yes, they do. Yeah. Um, do I do that? Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, all right. I get it now. You get it now. Yeah, yeah, it's all about him being Jewish. We'll now move on to our next segment. Where you know what I love? I love when they have these pictures of Jesus wearing a cross. Right. You know, see how that's kind of odd? How so? That's like JFK wearing a wearing a pendant of a rifle around his neck. Well, when they you see him with the cross, because it's usually a depiction of him on the way to Golgotha. No, 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 no. First of all, it's Galactic. They're not showing him posing with the cross, like, hi no. there. He, he, no, he wears it around his neck, like we do. Okay. I never. I don't think I've ever seen You've that before. You've never seen a picture of Jesus with a, wearing, a, wearing cross? a cross on his neck. I can't recall any. Okay. I mean, we're not talking about great art. I'm sure. All right. But yeah, okay. I don't think I've never recalled seeing that before. Oh, that's funny. I've seen the heart symbol on a chain around him, but no, not the cross. Okay. All right. All right, moving on. We now move on to our next segment, wherein we turn our head and cough. Oh my god! <laughs> the fuck was that? <laughs> you got you caught me as I was about to pour it in my mouth. Well, there seems to be well, from what I found, some confusion about the recent news about the CDC and COVID. The Washington Post earlier this week had reported that. Reported that the CDC... <laughs> reported. Reported. I don't know. I thought that funny. Go ahead. <laughs> the Washington Post had earlier this week reported that the uh, CDC was definitely relaxing its guidelines, that you no longer have to just, like stay home for five days, that as long as you're fever-free uh, for 24 hours, you can go back to your regular activity. But well, then... But then the agency said... Not, not so gonna, fast. Yeah, we're not confirming those reports at all. It's just like, yes, this, we're discussing it, and those discussions are, are in an early stage, but no definitive decisions have been made. That's right. Now, part of the problem is, is that people think that COVID is now less dangerous or less contagious, Right, right, right. So they're ignoring the CDC guidelines as it anyway, is. Anyway. Yeah. 
And half of them think the C the C the C D C is like some sort of underground deep state deep operation. Sp- exactly, that's exactly right. Part of the New World Order. That I have seen no evidence of. No. And the UN is not evidence of a New World Order. No, it's not. I it's mean, been there on. since nineteen forty six, nineteen forty seven. Right. Uh, so I. So, yeah, so there's been no change in the status of COVID update or regulations or guidelines or anything like that. Go back to worrying about Taylor. How many people have we heard of over the past three months who have come down with COVID? I know quite a few. Yeah, I was was going to say everybody I know, but but that's not true entirely. It's just a thing now. You know, that was it. And, you know, the question is, when is the next thing going to make an appearance? The flu did it in 1918. <laughs> COVID, which I think isn't flu considered a COVID. Like, COVID is an umbrella term. Well, COVID was more of a pulmonary virus. No. The, I don't think the flu is so much a pulmonary virus. No. What I'm saying is that if, the, if they're going to come in and make these huge announcements by killing off half a million people every time a new one shows up, yeah, we're just going to have to get used to the fact that that's... Well, I mean, I look at it this way. In retrospect... Well, one of them is going to land and kill us all, and that'll... That's that's nature winning. I mean, in retrospect, because there was no vaccine or anything, the government and the CDC may have erred on the side of caution by I having one stay, everyone stay home for so long during the beginning stages of the uh, of the pandemic. I was seeing thirty thousand people die a day. I know you got to stay and home, people, but but people were still. They were like, "It's a government conspiracy. It's this. It's that, and the other thing." A way to control you, you know. A way to get the microchip in you. So God forbid that there's a more lethal virus out there. That was the point I was trying to make was that so if we absorb COVID into our routine, like we did since 1918 with the flu, we absorb that into our culture and now we move on. And we did this with, now we're doing it with COVID. And COVID came in and killed how many million people? And yeah. then we're going to move on. And what is the next one going to be? Yeah. Um, was smallpox one of the... Uh, how now we're reading about me- the measles outbreaks now you and know? now there's alaska pox oh i haven't heard about that one. yeah somebody died <laughs> and it's called alaska pox alaska pox it's all in fairbanks okay all of it one guy died from it but they've seen it like six or eight times really i haven't heard about this alaska pox okay hilarious i'll have to look for that oh god it just writes itself alaska pox <laughs> alaska pox so yeah, it's a crazy world. Yes, it is. It's a fucking crazy world. Well, normally we go into our next segment. We're, we're cutting what? Another segment? We're moving on to our next segment. Yeah, we're just rolling along here no, this no, week. No, no, no. We're not skipping one? Well, we're about to skip one. So that we're skipping two plus half of another. Yes. Only so far. I know. I mean, we've well, no, we skipped Bring Out Your Dead. Yes. And that's all we've skipped so far. We, 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 no, no. And we shortened uh, heavy petting. Heavy petting. By leaving out the dictionary of dogs. Dictionary of dogs, you're kind of. So it's one and a half, maybe, I'll go with. So wait, we are skipping a segment then. Yeah. Yes, and I'll tell you what segment we're skipping. We're skipping a look into my briefs. Not enough law action. No, nothing really going on. I mean, there's motions being filed and the whole Trump brouhaha and stuff. No decisions have come down yet or anything, you know? There's, and there's nothing else really going on law-wise. Okay. Nothing I can think of. And Goran's going to come down hard and heavy soon. Who? And Goran? Engoron? Engoron. Oh, Judge Engoron in the New York uh, civil fraud case. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's expected soon. Yeah, that sh- decision should be coming down soon. I'm very, I'm really interested in how he's going to rule. 
It's going to be brutal. Well, that's it's going to be it's going to be brutal. They could basically ban him from doing business in New York State. Yeah, and the way he acted, which didn't help his trial it, at all. It can't possibly help. You you to be up against somebody who your future is is up to is is based on the decision they're going to make at their own discretion. Yeah. Based on what they have seen and what they have read and what they know about this thing and you're going to act a dick? Yep. He has Angeron and Goron. He said, this sounds like a Japanese monster. All fear, Angeron. <laughs> Space lizard from Moscow. I don't know. Yeah, I just, uh, yeah, it's just, I, I'm anxious to hear what he's going to do. I think he's going to, I think he's going to go way toward the edge, the outside edge of, like, sanity. I think, and I don't blame him. No, not at all. That's what he deserves. Yeah. He's, oh, God, yes, definitely. And um, all of that craziness is you know, the delay tactics and the delay, the, the delay tactics now working. You know what I mean? Like now you got judge. You got well, now judge. he just filed a brief asking for delay in the uh, the insurrection case, and he wants to st- he wants to stay yeah, on the which he, which he filed at the Supreme Court. But that's that's about the immunity. Yeah, about the immunity charge. Exactly. So he wants. He wants because the lower court said, "No, you ain't immune." Yeah. And he and he now. So he turns to the Supreme Court, which he figures he's got in his pocket, and he says, "Help me with this." Yeah. And now they and then Jack Smith was like, "If you do this, the bam, 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 mic, mic drop." That man is scary. a lot of. Oh, there's a lot of consequences to all these rulings. He you is, know, Jack Smith is. He, they gave him a week. He did it and in he a did day. day. He did it in a day. Which makes me think he was ready. No, they anticipated all this. The, well, They're anticipating every move that Trump's going to do to delay these trials. And I think that they have, ahead of time, prepared their arguments, written them down. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And all they need to do definitely. is the caption page. They need yeah. the caption page. That's basically what it comes down to. When it happens, so he could do it in eight hours. He never would have gone forward with this. No way. If Not he wasn't guy. prepared for every situation that's going to come up. This is a scary guy. This yeah. is a guy who should be running like continents. Like, he's, <laughs> he is fucking scary. He's, he's, God, he's relentless. Relentless. Yeah, uh, Diana, Diana called, Diana called Camilla a Rottweiler. Because Rottweilers, once they set their jaw in. They don't let they're go. They're not letting go. Yeah. And. Turns out she was right. But this is the same thing. This guy is intense. Yeah. He's intense. I know. Love him. I don't want to meet him. I don't want to be the same. I, he scares me. You know, I, I, there's thunder cracks every time he walks. The, you see lightning bolts land where oh he left. God. Oh, he's, he's just, go, 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 go. <laughs> go, Mr. Smith. And he's got the most, like, uh, name. Jack Smith. He's Jack Smith. Really? That's all That's who you can come up with for, like, the dark lord of American justice is Jack Jack Smith. Smith. (laughs) Jack Smith. The fuck? Where were you? Like, Indiana? Where you come from? Jack Smith. What was the last special prosecutor? The one who went after the Clintons? Was it Ken Starr? Ken Starr. Ken Starr. That was it. Ken Starr. Two R's. Uh, he was hardly the last special special counsel. No, no, but he's the most known one since, you know? Well, yeah, yeah, I guess. So, um, could you do me a favor and go back and play the screen? Why? Because we just did a whole... Hey, look- we just discussed it? We just did a whole look into my briefs. Well, it section. looks like we just did a look into my briefs. So, I want the screen. <laughs>
Thank you. You feel better now? I do. I wasn't anticipating having this discussion. Well, yes, because when you were about to let the third segment in a row just go to shit, I said to myself, no, I I have some questions. (laughs) There's some things I want to bring up. There are some things. Can I move into the next segment now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm done with my things. Oh, this guy. Yes, it's time for the Week in Fascism. Jesus. You're going to need a week to go through it all. I know. Well, I know there's one obvious story, which I'm actually saving for stupid people. Okay. Would it be long in this segment? All right. But I thought it was... What do you got? Let me go on with this segment. What do you got? I'm going to go... Hold on. Texas. Nothing in Texas. Okay. Florida? Nothing in Florida. Alabama. Nope. Nothing in any particular state. Okay, okay, okay. Although there's one story from another country. Uh, Tell me what you're going to do. Go ahead. Do what you're going to do. In a new report by a group called Every Town for Gun Safety, they say that there has been a rise of homicides of transgender people across the United States with a troubling concentration in the South. This is based on data from 2017 to 2023. Can I can I interrupt you for a second? Yes. And don't take this as a personal attack. Okay. Last week on Heavy Petting. Yes. Okay. Or as I think of it, what's that Japanese art? Never mind. Okay. There's that Japanese line, uh, character art that's very popular with the kids these days. <laughs> Okay. Um, I forgot. You don't know what you were going to say. I don't know. What, what, what were you talking about? We were talking about this uh, report about trans people being murdered. A week ago, you talked about how dogs make us healthier. Yes. A new study proved that dogs make us, make us healthier. And I'm thinking to myself, this motherfucker had a stroke, and he thinks he's in 1918. Who, who are you talking about? You. What do you mean I have a stroke? I didn't have a stroke. Uh, but what I'm saying is that everybody knew that dogs make you healthy. Everybody knows knows that. Everybody knows that. That's been established science uh, forever. So now you're saying that trans people are in danger in the South. And I'm saying, is there news here? Because, yeah, they're in danger. That's obvious. That should be, like, expected. That's the norm. Well, I was going to get into into what they compiled, some of the information that they found. And then I blabbermouthed my way into an interruption, and here you are. As you usually do. Okay. Okay. (laughs) But anyway, the report documented 263 homicides over seven years, with an alarming increase in incidents in 2023, and approximately three quarters of these incidents involving a gun. There was also a disproportionate amount of victims being black, black. transgender women, who were basically a the majority of the victims. <laughs> and and almost half of these incidents occurred in the South. I, I laugh only at the obviousness. Like, this is to be expected. They're, they're black trans women in the South. Yeah. They, they, they have a target on their back that says, shoot me, nobody's going to mind. So and that's the sad part. That's awful. Yeah, and, it, and, and it's, uh, you know what But it of is? course, these states are so busy trying to criminalize transsexuals yeah. and ban them from existence. But that's why it doesn't matter if you shoot them. Yeah, exactly. And if you, if you can claim, a, if you can, you know, make a stand your ground claim, which is hard when, you know, poor bitch is shot in the back of the head. Whatever. This, this, it's just so gross. It's so gross. It's the, the country's too big. 
Because they need to be in their own. They need to be where they can just concentrate on killing themselves. Each other. Not themselves. Each other. Well, don't think it happens just here, because I, I found this news report of a crime that happened in the United Kingdom. A uh, teenage transgender girl was stabbed 14 times oh my God. at a birthday celebration in London last weekend. So far, they've arrested a 19-year-old girl and three other people. They were attending a birthday party at a roller rink around 7 p.m. this past Saturday when she was subjected to transphobic abuse from the group of teenagers. And then she was stabbed 14 times. 14 times. That's unbelievable. That's crazy. That's crazy. And we're talking about teenagers. Teenagers. 14 years old? 14 years old. You know. So she was rushed to a hospital. They treated her wound. She was discharged. And now she's in seclusion while she's recovering. Well, in London. Yeah. They have to use knives. I guess so. You know, she lived. Unreal. It is unreal. It's it's ridiculous. It's just hate. And um, it's so, you'll pardon the expression, inbred. In certain parts of the world, in certain parts of uh, of human culture, yeah, that's what it is—the culture. It, it is. It's uh, and you know you could. Why? Why? Why do we do? Well, we do this because we, with our own, we're together with our own, and we we want to protect this protect, uh, safety in numbers and blah blah blah. And it's easy to point to them. So you look for them. Uh, it's just. It's it's just taught from generation to generation and they they're racist by the time they're what seven eight years old they already know what that hate is it's it's sad yeah it really yeah, is sad it's, it's you know uh just move on well back on this side of the pond again all right the house of representatives oh god impeached yesterday I know. The Secretary of the Homeland Security Department, Mayorkas. On their second shot. On their second shot. They needed a week in between shots. Yeah. To get the shit together. Passed by one vote. One vote. And then it's going to go to the Senate, where yeah, he'll be acquitted. It's going to be... He's going to be acquitted. Of course he's going to be acquitted. He's not going to lose his job. We we got, uh, we did this last week. He is guilty of nothing. Yeah. It's it's nothing. It's nothing. Not he's not guilty under what you need to be guilty of to be charged with impeachment or to be impeached. Yeah, you have to commit a certain kind of crime. And they've just set a bad precedent. That's what you want? Yes, that's what he wants. They just set a bad precedent because now anytime you don't like his cabinet secretary, I'm going to move for impeachment. Uh, yeah. Doesn't matter if you broke the law; it's just move to impeach him anyway. Yep. And plus, it's just another way of harp, of harping on the whole immigration issue. Well, yeah, he's got a he's got a fancy name. His name ain't Jack Smith. He's got like an accent or yeah. an, or an Enya or something. He's the, he's a descendant of Holocaust survivors. Okay, what's his name? Mayorkas. Mayorkas. Yeah. 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 yeah too exotic. So. Yeah, it's just the, this house is a fucking farce. They can't get anything done. They won't pass bills if it'll help Biden at all. But let's, you know, let's go impeach a cabinet officer for no good reason at all. Yeah, that gives them something to run on. Yeah, and that's all it's about. Mm -hmm. It's all it's about. They don't care about doing anything. They just want to keep power. It's weird, though, because, well, never mind. Go ahead. And then lastly, some good news for a change. Democrat Tom Suozzi won his congressional race election, replacing disgraced Republican Congressman George Santos. He won by 53% to the Republican Mazi Phillips 46%. Rich. 
in a large section of that district is a huge win. Oh, yeah. People, I mean, the district cover is now, because they always keep changing it, Nassau County, parts of, most of Nassau County, and parts of Queens. Nassau County is so fucking red. Mm -hmm. It's unbelievable yeah. that any Democrat wins here anymore, especially because the state Democratic never pours money into races down here. And there was what? A, well, there's no reason to pour money into a race with Thomas Wazzy. He has a name recognition. It's, he served in Congress for three terms already. He was the Nassau executive. You know, he's been... He's held enough offices on Long Island. In the political eye for decades. And I was just surprised when I saw the Republicans put up for a candidate and knowing the culture here, I'm not going to vote for a black woman. No, with an I accent. don't care if she's a Republican. I'm not going to vote for a black woman. She's got an accent. Yeah. So they don't like that. Yeah. Swazi is, even though he's a Democrat, he's nice and white and safe and he knows the job and just send him there and fix it. Yeah. Just, Tom, go fix it. Right. He's got to run again in November. But like I said, it's just amazing now. Like I said, this is a primarily re red Republican district. Oh, yeah. Now, the fact that he won. Yep. It's not a good sign for the Republicans in November, you know? One race out of 100 is not really... No, but it, when you look when you look at all the other previous elections since 2020, the Democrats have been winning yeah, yeah. The, the majority of them, you know? They, they usually win the night, so... So, hopefully that's a good portent of things to come. Tom Swazi. Yeah. Yeah. Nassau County, Tom Swazi. Yeah. Up there, Glen Cove, man. You talk about fucking Tom Swazi, the Swazis. Yes. They're the family of them. Yes. Like the Kennedys. Like the Kennedys. But harder to spell. <laughs> <laughs> we now move on to our next segment. Yes, it's time for We Like to Watch. What did you watch this week, Tommy? So I've discovered that I I am oddly attracted to these niche videos. What do you mean, niche videos? A guy in Scotland who herds sheep with three Australian cattle dogs. And I know the dogs by name. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where do you watch these videos? Well, now he's, well now, because he's everywhere. He's everywhere I go. His name is... Sean the Sheep Man. <laughs> okay. okay. And he's this young guy, and he's got these three... And I've posted videos of these dogs. You know, I'm amazed by these herding dogs. I am just completely amazed. I remember one of the videos you posted where he, the one dog herded them all into the yes. uh, corral. That's exactly right. Uh, over and over and over again, there are these videos. Okay, and I, that, that, I've been... Sean the Sheep Man and I go back, but what really... <laughs> made me realize that it may be a problem is now I'm I've thatched roofs. Thatched roofs? Yes. What does that mean? Thatched roofs. You know what a thatched roof is? Yes, I do. Okay. So people Are there now videos on people making or repairing thatched roofs? There are. Are you shitting me? I am not. And you're shitting. watching them? Hours at a time. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got too much time on your hands. No, it's crazy. It's Holy crazy. shit. Yeah. It's, it's, it, they have this one tool. Everything else they use, you can find in the garden. But they have this tool that is, you look at it kind of weird, and then you're like, and it's for just, you know, uh, yeah, thatching roofs. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, I've been watching a lot of things that happen in, like, Ireland and Scotland. <laughs> 
fuck that means. Uh, yeah, the sheepdogs and the thatching roofs. I, I don't know. I, I fall into these holes. Obviously. I'm still in the Karen hole. I can't get myself out of this one. I know. You were watching one before we started. If there's free time and I can play video, I play a Karen video. It's always entertaining. <laughs> You got to be careful what you do it, though, because people turn around and they think, like, there's a real kind of Karen. Yeah. Know, mists. A Karen is happening. Anyway. So, yeah, that's what I've been, that's what I noticed I've been watching. Also, tonight I'm going to go home and watch Feud. Yes. Been watching that also. Um, what did you think of the last episode? The black I, and white ball. Uh, well, I love it. Well, when I watched it, because they said this was a... There was a documentary film made by these brothers, and I'm like, was there actually a film of this? And I looked it up. No, that was all fictional. There was no such film made. The the, the Maisels. The the brothers actually exist, and they made other documentaries. Including Greg Gardens. Greg Gardens and Give Me Shelter about the Rolling Stones. Okay. They made that also. Greg Gardens fits well with this story. Oh, with this story, yeah. yeah. But yeah, in real life, there never was any such documentary film. Well, okay. But the the party was legendary. Oh, God, yes. The black and white balls, like, it was a who's who of America at the time. Yeah. Not just America. Oh, in the world, yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. So I'm enjoying it very much. And there's now two RuPaul's going on. At now, at the same time, there's uh, uh, RuPaul's Drag Race Season 16. Okay. Which is amazing if you think about 16, 16. seasons. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's insane. It's a lot of fucking drag queens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. And it's a lot of fabulousness. And there's also now, um, he's got this UK versus the world. And he also does Canada versus the world. Really? UK versus the world. So you got four queens from the United Kingdom. And then you got this one from Thailand and this one from Espana and this two from the United States and whatever. So, so it's, but they film it in, in England with the English rules only oddly now. Yeah. They're offering a cash prize, which up until now has never happened in in England. Okay. You're not allowed to give cash prizes on television in England. I didn't know that. That's a rule. That's wow. a law. And I know it only because RuPaul's Drag Race doesn't offer a cash prize for the winner. <laughs> what do they offer? It's a prize package. Okay. You know, instead of cash, they get Ru-Peter badges. So the badges become this, like, symbol. I have three badges. I want four badges. Some of us have no badges. We've never had a badge. How is it that... And that's should... all they win? They win badges. No, they, they win They win the badges. They win the year of makeup. They win a trip to Spain. They but win... don't those have a monetary value? Yes, but you can't give cash. You're not allowed to give cash wow. in England on television. So now, this time, this UK versus the world, he's off, He's he's giving out a cash prize. Okay. And I didn't... Which, uh, maybe I can assume he's not filming it in England then? No, I don't know. I don't know the story. I, I didn't I didn't research it. I just found the fact interesting. Okay. And questionable. Why suddenly is he able to give out a cash prize? The only thing, unless he's not filming in England. That may be, but it's. I don't think that's it. Okay. I don't think that's it. You don't have to find out. Because it's UK versus the world. Uh, yeah, so yeah, those, those things. But... I don't know. Maybe it's just too much. He's got two drag races on opposite each other on Friday night. Um, UK versus the world is on the Wow. Okay. So that sixteen is the big bro. And and I saw somebody say that they looked the camera dead in the face. And I have said this to you a couple of times. Rue, I love you, girl. 
But if you keep on bouncing around from network to network and paywall to not paywall, I'm not. I'm not. Look, I'm not searching for you. Yeah, and she's it, following it, the money. It's crazy. Yeah, she's following the money. Just, and I don't blame her. But, but come on, like there's still there. There was a, an all star season. I think it was an all winner all star. Okay, there is all stars season eight. Okay, and I haven't seen it because it was behind the paywall. It was on. Max, whatever. Or, yeah. Or, yeah, it was on. So, I haven't seen that yet. And eventually, that's probably going to be released to all the streaming services. Yeah. Fuck you. You know, it's 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 hard to, to keep following. See, every, Paramount, yeah, that's a lot. Paramount, MTV. The, wow, it's just crazy. This yeah, that's insane. Yeah, it's crazy. So, it's hard to keep track of, but I was just so glad to hear somebody else say it. Because <laughs> I kind of felt like I was... Being kind of harsh, yeah. But fuck no, I no. Think you gotta chase it. down where uh, the hell the show is. No. It gets tiresome after a while. There's too much television for me to work for it. Tell Rue to get her own channel. Tell you, she that's the Wow app, and that's why there are some things. I, oh, so this is what they used to do for as a prize. Okay. You come and you work with the producers of WOW, which is World of Wonder. That's RuPaul's production company. So if you go, if you, you what we'll do is we'll fly you over to L.A. And you'll create a series with the producers of WOW, from WOW. Okay. <laughs> okay. So they're going to produce a, a, a TV show based on you and whatever your ideas are. We'll do whatever. You, so WOW, the app, is lousy. With these shows. Sure. <laughs> um, because I'd want the cash. <laughs> yeah. I'd want the cash. Some of some of the some of the shows are pretty are, are fun, but you know, it, it sometimes it's just even too gay. Do you still watch that Neil Patrick Harris drag show? It was only one season. We watched like the first two or three episodes. We're like, yeah, we had enough of this. Yeah, that that got old pretty fast. It yeah, looked like it was it trying really too did. hard. Yeah, it was trying too hard. Yeah, I just love him, and David Burke is adorable, and uh, the drag queens are, are a hoot. I know. But yeah, the show just didn't yeah, work for yeah, me. It wasn't, it wasn't. Didn't work for me. So what did you watch? I only watched one show this past week because we were so busy with King Lear and everything. Well, we were catching up on True Detective, North Country, and Feud. But then we watched this eight-episode series on Netflix called The Tourist. Which oh. I didn't know, didn't understand why they called it that. But it's all about this guy in Australia, played by Jamie Dornan. And it opens up with he's traveling. And before you know it, he's being chased down by this tractor trailer, which eventually runs him off the road. He gets in his major accident, uh-huh. ends up in a hospital, and has amnesia. I think I've seen this. And then he's trying to find out, because people now, after this, are still trying to kill, kill him. Kill him, and he doesn't know why. And he doesn't know why. So it's about him trying to figure out what's going on and who he is. Yeah, I think I've seen this. It's a good series. It really was good, actually. Uh-huh. My only disappointment was you never saw Jamie Dornan's ass. Saw his chest plenty of times. It's a great chest. Yeah. But no ass. Uh, <laughs> it's not like ass is hard to find. Right. You could, yeah. On my phone right now, I could give you ass. <laughs> what kind, what color, what position, what size. Like, I, I could do it. Yeah. But yeah, that was all we watched this week, really. I watched a full eight, a full eight. We may have talked about this last week. I, I watched a whole eight, eight episode season series. Of something. It may have been uh has been hotel. Oh yeah. 
Who else? Someone else was telling me about that. What Maybe a it was trip. You. What a trip. And it has been Hotel World. It's an animated series, it's right? It's animated, and it's it's not easy animation. Okay. You know what I mean? It's 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 kind of fucked up. It's kind of weird. But Maybe it's it was funny you as who told me about it. Yeah, we were talking about it last week. Okay. But there was something that I watched. It was like eight episodes of... I don't remember what it was. Anyway, move on. If I remember, I'll, I'll, I'll shout it out. Okay. I know you love that. Well, we're now going to move on to our next segment, Which actually. is what? So stupid. Okay. Yes, time for stupid people. Take a breath for this one. Yeah, this this one is the one and only soft-spoken, mild-mannered Donald Trump. So odd for him to be even nominated for this award. Well, I I, I was almost going to bring it up in the week in fascism, but I was just like, this was just so incredibly stupid, I had to put it in this category. All right, so what is it? He was speaking at a rally on Saturday in South Carolina. Hold on. Hold on, let me guess. Can I guess? Yeah. Okay, is this do whatever the hell you want? To yes, do? exactly what it's about. This is insanity. This well, is insanity. Well, he's you actually... should disqualify him. No kidding. At this rally, he starts telling a story that, he, that he's told before about some anonymous NATO member who asked him what the United States would do if members failed to meet the spending targets of NATO. And his response was basically that he would encourage Russia to do what the hell they want. He, he, he said, you didn't pay? You're delinquent? No, I would not protect you. In fact, I would encourage them, the Russians, to do whatever the hell they want. Now, you gotta pay. You gotta pay your bills. Which this is coming from the man who hasn't paid a fucking bill in his life. Is infamous for not paying bills. Yeah. But there's so much wrong with this from the jump. From from the very beginning, he's wrong. Um, yeah. This number t- well, first thing is, in 2014, after Russia invaded the Crimean Peninsula, NATO, the NATO nations agreed as a guideline to set a spending goal of increasing their spending on their budget of 2%, 2%. in 10 years. During that time, this app in 2014, only three countries were doing that. As of 2022, seven out of the 31 countries were meeting that obligation, which is not a lot. No, it's not a lot. But there's 22 members. It's not like NATO is incurring a debt or anything like that. No, they're not. What they're they're doing is they're relying on the world power that spends more on its military than the next 26 countries combined to, you know, help. Yeah. And maybe not help. Maybe it's stand up for me. Maybe it's save my ass. Maybe it's the further this creeps west, the Atlantic Ocean isn't big enough to keep Putin away well, from Virginia. I mean, after World War II, you had communist Russia, the Soviet Union on, on, on one side. You had communist China later on right. in the decade. They kept the United States in this alliance to prevent any further incursion into in, Europe. Yeah, I mean... That was the whole point of it. Uh, you you have even the Koreas. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, like they these are delicate and important to protect. Yeah, that's what I mean. You've, you've just shaken not only Europe with what you just said... Taiwan. Oh my God! You know, it's, well, this is there's a lot about this. This is about Taiwan. Ukraine, of course. They're willing to. I I can't believe they're willing to just give him Ukraine. They they'd be perfectly happy to just let him have it. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy, especially now because Putin has been talking a lot about Poland lately. Yeah, that's the goal. That's next, then. You know, after Poland, you got Germany. 
Good luck to you, Vladimir. Yeah. Good luck to you. Okay. These people produce Audis. Okay. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, he takes stupid of the week, man. I'll tell you, that was just. But to say incredibly, it, and the idea that anybody said to him, nobody asked him. There was no. There's no. He framed it to be this world leader. Yeah. I was asked by this president, this world leader. No such conversation ever. Of course, of course it did. Of course it did. You are you are lying to me about talking to this person. Which coming from you, this is a pretty minor lie. This person didn't exist. You are setting up your answer to this yeah. mysterious person. It's a straw man. It? Ar- it's a straw man argument. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. When yeah. you're setting up, you set. You, you, yeah, you're setting this up for you to to, to deliver this zinger. Which should I think it would have disqualified him from running for president twenty years ago? But that's the thing. I mean, his supporters—they—they want to be isolationists. They don't want to be involved in Europe. They don't want to be involved in anything overseas anymore. Let me ask you a question. Which makes no sense. When you say, "Of course, it makes no sense." God, the world is so interconnected. It's so now. small. My God. Okay, so what was I going to ask you? I was going to ask you something about something you said. I don't know. Which is scary because. That means I was listening. <laughs> I don't even remember anymore. There was something you said that I said, wait, and then I can't remember because you said something else. I'm sorry. It's all right. I it, derailed your train of thought. It happens. So, to Donald Trump, we say, Jesus. Stupid! You're so stupid! Just over and over. I mean, that was just reckless. His, yeah. It's reckless. <laughs> it, it is. It's dangerous. You say shit like that, and it's dangerous. Yeah. Because now... Somebody really wants you in, and they're going to do whatever they can. Because if you can get the American president in your bag, you got you're set. Yeah, you're set. You got the, the most powerful military the human the, the globe has ever seen. Uh, what do you uh, What do you want? I don't like Julie Andrews. Save us from this insanity, please, Julie. Drops on roses. Okay. Whiskers on kittens. Love them. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages oh. tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Yes, time for five faves. All right. And in honor of this being Valentine's Day. Go fuck yourself. We were asked to name our five favorite love songs. This I can do. Oh, you can? Okay. This this, this one's easy. So what's your first one? Um, In no particular order. Okay. As they come to me. Uh, From the musical Passion. Really? Loving You. It's a very short number. It's not a minute long. There are no rhymes in the song. It is soul-crushingly... Loving you is not a choice. It's Oh. 
it's funny. I've never gotten into the score I love of this Passion, score. and I, I love it. I really need to listen to it now. I love hearing it. that. It's this is this is more than halfway past the song. This is the whole song is already. She just repeats herself, and she's yeah, like, it's beautiful. But it's um, it's a weird, it's a strange show, and it's got, it it comes with strange stories. Like Jer Cher is his name. He played the the military the, the love interest. Okay, it's two women in love with this guy. And he's in love with the the beautiful one who's married. But there's the sickly one where he's stationed. Right. Okay. And she is obsessed with him. That's Donna Murphy. Right. Patty Lapone played it. You know, it's the ugly girl obsessed with the handsome fella. And in the meantime, he's getting notes back and forth from this blonde soprano uh, back home. Okay. Who's married. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's it, but it's a, I love the score. I think it's a beautiful score. I think it um it 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 won a very contentious Tony Award. Why was it contentious? Because it beat out Beauty and the Beast. It was the first real Disney musical. Okay. And it was a Disney musical or it was a Sondheim musical. And if you remember when the when the Disney took over Forty Second Street, a lot of people weren't very happy. No about kidding. Disney and doing not only that. I mean, in retrospect, come on, Beauty and the Beast is an adaptation of a musical film. You're gonna go with the original musical, and that's Sondheim. Well, this was based on a film. Passion was. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I never, I never I, knew that. I think all of all of except well, no, all right, never mind. I was gonna say so, most of his stuff comes from. A lot of it's uh, like sources. I know, like the new, like the like the latest show, "We Are Here" or whatever it's called. Yeah, it was two different films. It was based on yeah, the discreet charm of the bourgeoisie, and I forget what right. the other one was called. Company, but at least they're not adaptations of musical films. Yeah. You know, these are all this is an original musical. I mean, when it comes you, to the music, you have to pretty much create an act too. Yeah, for these things because it's a musical film, but it's a ninety-minute musical. Film. Yeah, so you got to create another sixty minutes. Inside this story, so I I don't. Whereas a Beauty and the Beast, it's already cut no, and set for you. No, I'm talking about Beauty and the Beast. Oh. Beauty and the Beast is a 90 minute movie. Yes, yes you're not it going is. to see a 90 minute Broadway show. No. You're going for two and a half hours. Yeah, so they have to create another 60 minutes, basically Act Two. Yeah, it's not in order Act Two. You know, you give this one a song and that. You know, you yeah. extend musical numbers and and you fill that time, but you have to make an Act Two. You have to have an intermission break. You have to do the Act Two. So it's not just transferring it. No. But it's a corporate back show that, that's made to cater to the audience taste. As a Disney show, it's there's nothing. Whereas Sondheim doesn't Disney. give a fuck about the audience. He writes the show he wants to write. I, I don't think he doesn't give a fuck about the audience. No, but you know what I mean. He's that's, not worried about. Oh, are they going to like this number? Uh, bottom line, he's, yeah, he's yeah. But that's what you're paying for when you pay for Sondheim is for him to not worry about anything except what that character is going to say. I happen to love this score, Passion. But I, gotta, I really need to give it a good listen. It, it's worth it. All right, we're getting off topic. We're going into song time instead of the topic. Yeah, that's a, that's a whole. So I'll move on to my first song on my list in no particular order. I went with a Cole Porter song. Okay. But okay. not done by Cole Porter. This was done on, remember, remember the Red Hot and Blue album? Yes. That was put out to raise money for AIDS research? Yes. This is a recording from that album. Okay. It's by a group called Aztec Camera which was a popular group during the 80s. Okay. Do I love I love this song. Doesn't want 
there are better cuts on this album. Oh yeah, there are great cuts on this album. But I love that song. That it's a, particular it's a song. great song. It's a great love song. Yeah. It really is. I'll give you my Cole Porter. Oh, you got a Cole Porter also. Absolutely. <laughs> Gee, I wonder why. Maybe this was a great fucking songwriter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so in love. Oh, wow. Any particular version of it? No, 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 no. you can go to the latest, Ma- what is it, Marin Mazzi singing So in Love? I mean, just put it in the Google search. Somebody will be singing it. Oh, sure. Ella is fine. I actually have a version with by Katie Lang, I think. Some of them drag it too slow. What was Here the... we go. This is from uh, with Brian Stokes Mitchell in Kiss Me Keith. No, you don't want Brian Stokes. <laughs> no, you don't want that no, one. No, you want Marin Mazzi. If it's unless Brian Stokes Mitchell. Here, wait. Just... Let's hear. It. a gay man he wrote some great fucking love songs he wrote great patter songs he yeah. wrote great list songs he wrote great establishing songs i i he's yeah. in my holy trinity of the music yeah ones, you know he's up there he's he's up it's there. him rogers and hammerstein and hassan time like, they're my trinity. i like candor and ebb you know it's hard yeah to just keep i know right fred ebb was he was naughty because he he was raised right like he knew better yeah but he was he he wrote naughty things and yes, I love that sort of scampiness yeah anyway we we have digressed once again from our topic at hand which was what our favorite love songs oh I know this one yeah so I, it's up to me now okay what what number are you doing I'm doing a Beatles song. this is my number two song oh my god. And I'm doing a Beatles song. Okay, now I'm not doing a Beatles song, but I'm doing a song that was sung by the Beatles at one point. Let's okay. see if it's the same song. It's a musical theme. No, song. this is a song by the Beatles. Okay. Who knows That is a song I will from yeah. the Beatles White Album. Do you know the amount of love songs you have to dig through and toss away before you get to that song? What I like about the song is its simplicity. It's a very simple song. It's a very simple declaration of love. All right. That's what I love about the song. Okay. And Paul McCartney's voice on it is just perfect. It's you know? A, it's a yeah. It's a little high. So that's my number two song. What's your number three song? All right, now I'm going to go with the song that the Beatles covered. 
Okay. Which is weird because it's a musical theater song, and they didn't really cover songs, the Beatles. No. Let alone musical theater songs. What song is this? Till There Was You. There were bells on a hill, but I never heard them ringing. No, I never heard them at all, till there was you. And he sang it like it was written. He sang the ink, which... You know, but I never saw them ringing. It's no, a little up tempo, and I don't remember the calypso beat. But yeah, I love that song. I love that we both chose McCartney songs. I didn't choose it because well, McCartney of this, and the leads. I, I, I didn't choose it because of the Beatles, but because of the song. Because of the song, but the Beatles connection to me is so outrageously singular in their career. Yeah, I don't know, and it's such an obscure little song. From yes, it. it is. People don't associate that song with the Beatles at all. At all, it's you know. Completely, you know. People will be like, oh, I know that song. Where do I know it from? Oh, it's it like, must have been that time I played Married in a Librarian in high school. <laughs> I knew it sounded familiar, but damn. And again, you put Marin Mazzi or any, you know, I bet Sutton pretty much killed that song. Oh, I'm sure. You know. Right? Yeah. All right, so that's to me, my number three choice. Being that I love dancing so much, I had to go to a song that reminded me of dancing. In fact, we played this at my wedding. It wasn't our wedding song. But it was another song that I wanted to play. Do a rumba? Yes, exactly. Or even a cha-cha. Cha-cha. I don't know this song. I'll play it on the verse. <laughs> Please. It's just I'm a little closer to death. <laughs> And all this time, I was like, I can't believe I had to miss that wedding. And this is the first time since that I'm kind of glad that I I didn't get to that wedding. (laughs) Because if that was the music you played, I mean, you know. Oh, I played a whole, we played music from the 40s to the current time. Okay, so it wasn't just sort of these obscure, overly... I mean, basically, I had control of the playlist. Oh, fuck. All right, so, so what's your next this song? This song was called Let's Never Stop Falling in Love by okay. Pink Martini. All right. Are you familiar with Pink Martini? No, I am not. No. I am not. But we played this song. It was later on during the wedding. It's like, oh, yeah. So we got to dance You got to spring that on drunk people. What, this song? Yeah. Why on drunk people? Because sober people are going to ask questions. <laughs> And junk people are just going to dance. Of course. So, okay. Later in the night is better for pink pink martinis. Okay. I'm just saying. What's your number four song? On the Street Where You Live. Oh. I love that song. My fair lady. I love this song. It's it's the melody. It's I I love this song. It just soars. I love it. Freddie Einsford Hill. 
See, I think he could be some gentler. Yes. I think it would be better gentler. That was from the 1956 production. That was John Michael King. Otherwise known as the original. Uh, yes, the original. Yeah, uh, you know. It's a beautiful song. It's a beautiful song. It, this is oversung. Oh, you can ruin it. You can easily ruin it. Y- yeah. You know, I, I'm not particularly happy with the way he said Yeah, he's singing like it's an opera. I know why he did it that way. And it's because of he was singing in a theater full of people and he had to be heard. Yeah, exactly. Because they didn't have the microphones they didn't, they back then, you no. know? So, I understand. I, I get it. I understand. Um, and it, it explains any number of careers. So go ahead. What's next? All right. My number four song. Sometimes I wonder why I spend the lonely night. Was this the taint music I was talking about? What's that? Was this the taint music? You you called last week's episode. And I am about. Something about massage, taint massage. Prostate. Prostate. Prostate, prostate, prostate. And each kiss and inspiration. Was it about him? No. I might have been. Well, I mean, listen to it. You feel it in your taint. consolation is in the stardust of a song. Oh. Oh, Jesus. What a voice. Holy and shit. I just love that song. I actually, the first time I heard that song, there's a version of it done in Rain Man. Okay. Which is okay. It's, just, it's a little off balance or whatever. And then I found this version by uh, Nat King Cole. Can I be honest with you? Oh, my God. I did not, I don't. Don't think I know what that song is. I wasn't listening to the lyrics. You were. You're not familiar with the song. He could have been singing in Swahili. <laughs> I. It, it, I was totally not listening for uh, words. Huh? I was just writing it. Uh, God, you just, just such a beautiful sound. I know it is a beautiful Jesus. sound in his voice. All right, so what, what are we doing now? We are now to your fifth and final song. Oh, uh, this is this was hard because it's five and final, and um, there's a I, there's I haven't touched certain areas. I haven't left musical theater. I know. So uh, you know, I haven't explored pop. I haven't done. I know. Anything. I've been all over the place. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna make it a nice tight five, and I'm gonna go with I'll cover you from uh, Rent. From Rent. Oh. What version is this? Open your door. What version? Original. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Said you can't buy love. Now I know you can rent it. And at least you are my love. Oh, I've been 
I love it. Yeah, yeah. Good choice. Yeah, I'm gonna stay there. That was a great number in the show too. Oh, Jesus, watching that. Oh my god, I felt so. It felt good watching that. It, yeah, and the song itself makes you feel good, really, from the beginning. These two guys are having fun. They're enjoying each other. It's clearly the first 72 hours of the relationship. Yeah. But it, it's fun. It's upbeat. It's upbeat in a show that you know... Ends in tragedy. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's so, um, yeah. Yeah. Good choice. Yeah. I, I approve. Uh, okay. <laughs> I was concerned for a while. Oh, I'm sure. Anyway, we're now to my fifth and final choice, which is not only my favorite love song, but probably my favorite song of all time. Hold on. Will any of us have heard this song? Because you ain't played a single song yet that I know. You didn't know the Beatles song? No. no I did not know the Beatles song. You didn't know Stardust? I didn't recognize Stardust at all. Okay. And Do I Love You? It's a do, I, do, song. No, do, I, do I Love You? I knew. And the Pink Martini song, I knew you wouldn't know that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But let's face it, Patrick. I mean, you really went to um, great lengths. Esoteric extremes. Yeah, it's... Go ahead. What's, so, so what's this one? This one, you may not understand the language. Oh, but you, okay. So, yeah. But you'll now know the melody. Hungarian bullshit and <laughs> nonsense from fucking Iraq. Oh, God. See, you go from obscure to absolute stereotype. Lovey and Rose. Come on. My favorite song. It's like not. This is your favorite song of all time. Yes. Who is this singer? Uta Lemper. Uta Lemper. All right, I know who Uta Lemper is. You know who I'd love to hear sing this? Nina Hagen. Yeah. That would be an interesting rendition. It'd be loud. But I love this rendition. That was pretty. It's my favorite rendition of this song. Of your favorite song. Yep. Even it, though it's in French, I mean, I looked at the words, this woman singing, I have this wonderful man, and he makes my me feel like I have a life in pink, seeing a light through rose-colored right, glasses. Right, right, rose-colored glasses. All because yeah, of yeah, the yeah. man that she loves yeah, and how he makes her feel. Okay. Absolutely beautiful love song. I think if I can't sell it, I'll sit down on it is a better love song. Actually, no, that's I wouldn't call that a love song. No, I wouldn't either. No. I ain't about to give it away. <laughs> People always come around with their hands out. Go ahead. You bet you you have to move on because I will just Obviously. I will just channel Ruth Brown right now. I can't believe you just spoil the moment of La Vie and Rose with if I can't sell it, With I'll your, sit down on it. Your, yeah. So this chair he wanted to buy oh, didn't no. claim the price. Was We're definitely going to be moving on to our next segment. And this was my reply. Get off my lawn. Did you hear me? I said get off my lawn. If I can't sell it, I'm going to sit down on it. 
Yes, it's time for the grumpy old game and gripe of the week. Oh, I had one. Snow. Snow. That's Fuck your you. right. No, uh, yeah, well, it's either snow or how my senses are starting to fuck with me. Okay. Like, I, I'm misinterpreting what I'm seeing and hearing. I'm hearing weird shit, but I'm going to go with snow. What do you mean you're hearing weird shit? My senses are fucking with me. Like, like I re- it's got to be that they re- I see things that I that are wrong. Like, a person walking toward me. Okay. okay, it's not a work. Well, a person walking toward me. It is a foggy night with a car behind me, a hundred feet at nighttime. Okay, with his lights on, uh-huh. casting my shadow on a reflective sign about a hundred feet in front of me. Okay, so I see a person walking toward me. Okay, getting bigger. So that's what I'm saying. It's, and I hear shit that I don't know if I heard. Like, the fuck was that sound? It was that something in the wall. Was What the fuck was that noise? Yeah. So, so But this wasn't the one I wanted to do. What does this have to do with snow? And I'm Nothing. not really sure what you're complaining about. No, no, is, no, no, no. That no, you're I'm, having visual and auditory hallucinations? What I'm saying was <laughs> I chose... I chose not to... Funnily enough, I chose not to do that one. Okay. And instead, do snow. Well, you already shared the first one. Yeah, so there's no point in talking about snow <laughs> no. now, because we all know how much that sucks, so <laughs> fill it in for yourselves. And by the way, now that I am driving this car, which yes. is a 2006 Ford uh, Honda Pilot, uh-huh. okay, I did not knock the snow off the back, off the top of my car. Oh, you're the worst. Yes. Which means people who drive behind you are cursing your ass out. Only for a second. <laughs> They'll be fine. No, I can't. But I want to go back to this first complaint about these hallucinations. I didn't everything. call them hallucinations. I know. I'm calling them that. Okay. I think it's <laughs> it's um, my senses playing tricks on me. Do well, you know the, the shadow getting bigger, that's from the light from the car. The light, the shadow being... But I, the, there are sounds that I don't know, because clearly you're focused on the sounds. Yeah, yeah, what are you? where do you hear these sounds? Uh, around me. Now, here's the thing. Do they um, happen in any particular place? No, wherever my ears are. <laughs> Attached to your head. Here's the problem. My, I, my ears have... I, I've always had ear infections. Okay. When my allergies happen, which is pretty much 10 months out of the year, my ears fill up. You know, it feels like you're on a plane or whatever that sensation is that people have all of the time. So I I don't hear a lot. What I do is I focus on something. If I'm focused on something and listening to it, I'm not aware of the sounds around me. Okay. Okay. So that's the, but I'm hearing shit like this morning. I was like, what is that sound? And I thought it was like in the, it sounded like it was coming from my low right side in the wall behind me. And I didn't, I, I still don't know what it was. It was, it wasn't a scratching sound. It was more like bumping or a rattling. When was the last time you had your ears checked? Uh, we did it in elementary school. You had to hold <laughs> up your hand when you heard the beep in the ear. Right? Your physician does not check your ears at all when you go to a No, no, they look at my ears every time I go. Okay. Every time. Have you told your physician about these auditory sounds you've been hearing? No. Why not? Because we have other things to discuss. 
Me not being able to... Like what? Your menstrual cramps? Me not being able to... I'm just going to let that one go. Me not being able to hear the world around me is is a good thing. Okay. A lot of the times. So no, we don't just... No, no. I've never discussed it with them. They have no idea. They they look in my ears. Oh my God, it looks swollen in there. Are you okay? Am I, are you okay? Can, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Or can you give me a little drop of something? Yeah, sometimes... Because sometimes it's really bad. Like when it's really congested. It's really bad. Like, I can't fucking hear. Okay. So, can you give me jobs? But, yeah, no. I've never been to that raise your hand guy. Okay. And now, I'm probably never going to have to because you can get hearing aids over the counter. Okay. So, when I can't, when it really bothers me that I can't hear people, I'll go get a fucking hearing aid from fucking CVS. Well, you should tell your doctor you have problems when you're hearing. We have other things. Yes, but he can refer you to an ear, nose, and throat specialist. Yeah, I don't want to go to it. I don't want to go. I don't want to add another stop on the ology tour. <laughs> I just I just don't. But if you're hearing this going at this young age, you uh, should go see a doctor. At this, at this what age? Young age. Yeah, yeah, no. I'm going to tell you something. Tell me something. Both of my parents... Died. Okay. At 57 years old. Okay. Nine days apart. They died young. I am about to turn 57 years old. Should we start a pool? No. Oh, yes. <laughs> I would say your pool would probably be... Well, you, you, Stephen, and Michelle... Well, that's not much of a pool, really. <coughs> Don't worry. We can open it up to the general public. <laughs> You're going to get a whole bunch of horny Indian men who don't know what's the shit about me. Uh, but on the other hand, what the fuck? So, yeah. What, what topic are we on? You were complaining about your ears and... No, no. I wanted shadow. to complain about snow. This, what's was, your, more, this was more interesting What's than your snow. gripe of the week? My gripe? Without getting into specifics. Oh, God. That some people should know better. Oh, I know. And yet they still do incredibly stupid things. I know. I know. I know. And you know why? I know why it's a gripe and not just a stupid people thing. Because that shit there, what you're talking about, mm-hmm. was not a mistake. That was it on purpose. Whether it was intentional, accidental, either way. People should know better. He should know better. They should know better. She should know better. Everybody should know better. How do you like to put that shit on? Yeah, that was real good. Yeah, yeah, it was (laughs) there for a second. I was like, wait, hold on. All right. But there is like some stupidity that is just almost inexcusable. It is inexcusable. It is inexcusable. It is inexcusable when it's something that you yourself, they themselves. He himself, she himself, they himself have experienced. Have, yes, have, 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 you should know. This. They have a certain amount of knowledge and experience that they should know better than to do the stupid thing that they did. It's the it's one of the the top rules. Yeah, so that's my gripe for the week. Yeah, it's just people behaving incorrectly for whatever reason. Whatever reason. When they should know better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't act like you didn't know. Don't yeah. act like that was a surprise to you. Yeah. Yep. That's it. That's it in a nutshell. All right. Well, yeah. So that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Hallelujah. Oh. Well, I wanted to just say snow. That's all. <laughs> anyway, we want to thank my husband, Stephen, our producer also, who brought in the donuts that Tommy brought us. And we want to remind you that you can find all our episodes at www.grumpyoldgaymenandtheirdog.com. And, of course... That high note's getting a little out of your reach. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, I am a baritone, not a tenor. Yeah, well, suck it up. And what else? You can also follow us on our Facebook page, where we have semi-daily postings. We should get a TikTok. A TikTok? Yeah. We'll work on that. Okay. As long as you're going to be on the videos for it. Uh, you know, I almost stopped before I said it. <laughs> but I don't think you have to do videos. No? No, because I have done, like, pictures of my dog. Okay. Louie. Okay. To a song. Oh, okay. That seems cheap and easy. Yeah. This is my puppy dog. This is, I give my puppy dog. This is my puppy dog. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll look into it. TikTok is fun. <laughs> and on that note, we'll say, have a good night, have a good week, have a good life, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye, bitches. <laughs>